Hi, I'm Judith O'Day from the original Night of the Living Dead saying please tune in to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. Thanks. a quick little Oops. intro. Oh, look what I did. I tangled you it up. did. You didn't. Russ and I were talking about how amazing is this technology. That's a whole recording studio right there. Astounding. I shall keep it right here. Testing one, that, two, three. That's perfect. This is Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. I am here with Judith O'Day. You know her as Barbara from Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> Hi, Judith. Thank you for joining me. Oh, Richard, thank you very much. So we're here at Walker StalkerCon Denver, the first time they've done it here. How have the fans been to you? Absolutely marvelous. I have like had the best time, the best conversations. And it looks like you've been very good to them. Well, if it weren't for the, those fans, I wouldn't be here, Richard. <laughs> well, it looks like you're having fun. How fun was it making the movie back in the day? Oh, it was exciting. It was fulfilling. Being a young actress at that time, I was 23 when the film came out, to be able to make a feature film. I had been on stage up to that point in musical theater and radio and television commercial work, but to be in a, a feature film really was exciting. I loved every minute. And, and how did you get into acting in the beginning? Since I was no bigger than a grasshopper, I always wanted to be in entertainment. I always wanted to sing. I'd sit when I was a little kid and, and sing and sing and sing on the porch step. You know? and when I was 15 years old, I got involved with musical theater in Pittsburgh at the Pittsburgh Playhouse. I performed every night. I'd go to school during the day. Mm-hmm. From there, the career just blossomed. Had you any idea while you were making this movie how scary it was going to be, first of all? I had no idea. The reason being, I was never given a script no? to read. So how, how, were you, how were you delivering your lines from uh, one scene to the next? Well, I would get maybe a few pages That's saying, it? here's what we're going to be doing today. Here's dialogue, or I might have gotten them uh, the night before so I could study them. But as I recall, I never read a complete script. I had no idea that Barbara was going to die with the rest of them. Right. In fact, I don't think George Romero was quite sure about that (laughs) until the very end as well. Now, Barbara really does fall apart. Was it hard for you? Because I can tell you have confidence (laughs) and that you would not fall apart. That's not necessarily true. I... I look at Barbara now from a much greater perspective, having it be almost 50 years coming up. When you face something as terrifying, as unexplainable, 
as seeing your brother killed, as seeing people who are obviously dead coming back and trying to get you. How do you explain that? I imagine there are some people who would pick up an Uzi and, and mow them down. <laughs> right. But there are those of us who have to go inside right. to try to figure it out, get a handle on it. That's what my character did. Right. I, I understand her for that because I, I tend to live in my head a lot of times. So, but the nice thing, the exciting thing about Barbara is that yes, she went in, she went deeply in, but she came back. She came back with, with an excitement and a vengeance to protect until the very end. That's great. And in this group of young actors, um, what was what was it like working with so much talent that had not yet been discovered? For example, <laughs> Dwayne Jones. Oh, Dwayne. He left us far, far too early. I agree. He passed away in the mid-80s. Yeah, amazing man. Oh, it was wonderful. Everybody works differently. Right. To see how he worked and how I played against how he worked was so much fun. Uh, I, I was, um, well, let's just stick with Dwayne. Dwayne, again, was a head fellow. He was always reading. He was always smoking. <laughs> no. He was a great, great friend of Carl Hardman's. They'd smoke together and talk together. <laughs> but uh, a very serious stage performer yes. as well. Wonderful to work with him. Then others, others, the young man who played Tom, just a kick. He was a chiropractor. So we talk about chiropractic and, and uh, have a lot of fun. Each one of us handled performing in a different way. That's great. And you're still in the Pittsburgh area, right? No. Are you, where, no. Where, where are you now? I, I left Pittsburgh before I even made the film. Oh, wow. I went to Hollywood. I wanted to make it big in film. Within a year of my being there, Carl Hardman of yes. Hardman Associates, who also played Harry Cooper yes. in the movie, called. He and I had done a lot of work together. He said, we're going to make a film. You want to come home and audition? <laughs> I left Hollywood, auditioned. Of course, you know the, the rest of the story. The rest is indeed history. <laughs> and this, this changed how horror films were made. Indeed. There was everything before Night of the Living Dead, and like I was saying to Russ earlier, everything after was changed by this small movie that was filmed in black and white that was made by people who were doing every, every different job that it takes to make a film. Exactly. Was there any clue... Uh, and, and he said, of course, that John said he had a clue, John Russo. Oh, John said that? John had vision. Oh, oh <laughs> but, come on, Jack. But, but, but the best question I could ask is, when did you know this was so big, this film? Well, not for, for me, not for decades, maybe two decades. I, was, I went back to California from having made the film. When you're out of sight, sometimes you're out of mind. We had everybody, the whole group was pretty much centered in Pittsburgh. Right. They got involved in conventions, something that I never, I ne didn't know existed. It's kind of amazing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> then I was given the invitation to attend the Zombie Jamboree, celebrating the 25th anniversary of the film. 
it hit me then, I think. Yeah. Maybe, my gosh, you know, maybe we're, we're not just a little tiny film. Maybe we've gotten a little bigger over the years. And you didn't, you didn't quite grasp that this was always on the Late Late Show or that this was something that was shown all month long leading up to Halloween? Well, I would receive telephone calls or, or um, messages from friends who said, hey, I, I got this article that was printed in Japanese about your <laughs> film. Isn't that amazing? And I'd say, my gosh, that is. Somebody would tell me, I just saw you on TV the other night. I'd hear it, but I don't think it truly registered until I saw the wonderful collection of fans at that zombie jamboree. That's amazing. Uh, going forward, uh, we know that there's a big restoration of the film happening right now, and that uh, they found another nine minutes of footage, apparently. Uh, have you heard much about this yet? I heard it in passing on the internet. Okay. I have absolutely no idea what they're talking about because I assumed that every bit of footage that we had was used in one way or another. Reason being, we didn't have a lot of money to waste footage right. or stock, film stock. I had no idea. It will be exciting to see if indeed that's a true story. Hopefully it is, and that would become, I would guess, the definitive edition of the movie that could be um, hopefully copyrighted and maybe some residuals. Wouldn't it be nice if somebody would copyright this thing? <laughs> How about that <laughs> idea? Well, I know that we've got people coming in the building here um, shortly, and we're going we're gonna to have a line, I'm sure of it. Um, I, thank you very much for joining me. Oh, Richard, it's been my pleasure. And you keep chewing up that scenery, <laughs> would you? We will. <laughs> thank you. You can Judith. get you, Barbara. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. <laughs> 